High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. Time for Numbers That Talk in the company of the senior statistician at the CSO, Deirdre Cullen. By the way, all the things Deirdre talks about, you can find on the webpage cso.ie because most of these figures, of course, are generated by the census and Deirdre makes sense of them all. Welcome again. Thanks, George. Now, somebody very dear to my heart because I'm worried about my job. So you can tell me... Broadcasters, you're on the way out. (laughs) (laughs) So what have you got on sort of jobs and stuff? Because if there's one thing that people are interested in, it's jobs. It's jobs, yeah. And I've been on before recently talking about the increase in employment and we talked a couple of weeks ago about unemployment. So what I'm going to just cover today are the census results in this area. So again, the census, it gets right down into the detail that the surveys just simply can't. So it can look at the individual occupations and industries and tell us what's going up and what's going down. So the high level figures, first off, there's an extra 200,000 people at work. Uh, we see an extra uh, 22,000 at work in the information and communication sector. That would be the computer industry. We see um, an extra, uh, a fewer 7,000 fewer in public administration and defence. So I'm a dying breed, George. An extra 10,000 in education and an extra 26,000 in the health sector. And so if you're looking for a job, be a nurse. If you're looking for a job, be a nurse. So let's have a look. Where Which occupations are going up and which are going down? Well, I'm afraid we're not keeping our homes as clean as we used to because the number of window cleaners has fallen. <laughs> you're now, kidding There me. was only 500 of them in 2011, but there's only 467 of them in oh, 2016. I have to say, my faith in the census, if it ever needed renewing, has been <laughs> renewed. Why if you that? know how many window cleaners there are in Ireland, you know everything. You know everything. We're less romantic than we used to be, George. The number of florists has fallen <laughs> from 1,004 in 2011 to 936. I wonder what that would be though. Well, I'll tell you why. i tell you why. I know the answer. Good on you. What is it? People are buying flowers in a different way. For instance, you can now buy them at your local petrol station. That's true. And so therefore, the the florist industry could be under competitive pressure. It could be under. I'd say that's probably been happening for quite a while. But it's also it's one of the first industries to be cut in a recession, that, yeah. and maybe one of the last to come back onto the high street okay, because flowers are that. such a luxury, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Um, we're reading more. Uh, the number of librarians is up by um, about 70 or 80 from well, 1,700 to 1,800. Can 1, I stop again now? Sure. Librarian is a profession, isn't it that is. so? Yeah. So it doesn't mean necessarily they're in libraries because, for instance, archives or, or whatever would use a librarian, would they not? Of course. Because they'd have the skill. So it is possible, although I'm delighted we're reading more, it is possible that like museums or things like this with archive are employing librarians. Yeah. So, well, Sorry the num- for, uh, you know, <laughs> spoiling your, your day. <laughs> You're fine. Um, authors, writers and translators, they've gone up from 1,990 to 2,800. So that's... Tax the- break. <laughs> Artists have gone up from 2,120 to 2,800. Tax break, that- artist exemption. 
But look, that's got that's got to be good for a country when you. I, see, I'm all yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. It's the only good thing Charlie Howe ever did. We're getting fitter. Fitness instructors are up quite a bit, <laughs> from two thousand five hundred to three thousand eight hundred and sixty. So oh, that's got to be a good thing, guess. George. Have you got your own individual fitness instructor? <laughs> Well, uh, I think uh, fitness instructors should all be female. <laughs> Our streets are cleaner. No, I mean, that, you we, see, we, you're we... laughing at me again, but it's very important. I think that fitness instructors, females, are better with, I don't know what they're like with females because I don't know, but they're better with men than men are with men. Men don't like taking advice about that kind of stuff from men, in my humble opinion. I'd love to see your text coming in on that now because I'm not <laughs> sure that all the guys would agree with you. But I'm I'm here to be corrected. Um, what else have I got here? More childminders, more hairdressers, hairdressers, barbers and beauticians. There's barber shops opening up on every street corner nowadays, aren't there? Male grooming has become such a thing. And I have the evidence in front of me. <laughs> 21,170 in that category five years ago and now 25,700. Wow. That's the best part. 20%. I think once the guys start growing the beards, the attention went from the chin to the head. No, do you know what it is, really? It's quite interesting that the growth is, and you you sort of did it and didn't realise, the growth in barber shops. There's now a sort of a thing that should go back to the old-fashioned barber shop where, for instance, they give you a shave. I mean, that went completely out of fashion. Now these barber shops are coming back and offering you a shave. Do you know? So there, that's, there's a huge growth in that and you can see it in the street. That's right. And I think as well the new style of wearing men wearing their hair really, really short, so almost shaved, that must mean need regular attention. Yeah. <laughs> you won't get away with a few weeks okay. extra growth. Do you know why... There is a red and white pole outside a barber shop. I heard this before, but I've completely forgotten. So because in the me. early days of surgery, barbers used to be the surgeons, and the red was for blood, and the white was for bandages. So they stuck it outside the door. That you go in there, chop your hand off, and fix it up. Okay, I I think I heard a different explanation. But <laughs> if that's yours today, that'll do. Okay. We can have a look at our, uh, the census statistics by industry as well. So that was jobs we were looking at. Um, so the industry of uh, fish, crustaceans and mollusks. 1,600 <laughs> people work in that in Ireland. Fishing and aquaculture, another 2,000. Forestry and logging, 2,300 They're people. They're low numbers with respect, dear to Cullen. I mean, I would have thought fishing was a major industry. No? Yes. <laughs> no, but would you I not I might have think? picked out a subcategory there of fishing. I'm just With your crustaceans? Yeah. yeah, I might have, yeah. They're prawns, I think. Are they and crabs? Yeah, well... Yeah, so I guess there's fish processing and then there's fishing oh, per yeah, se. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. it's all on the website. Horse racing activities have gone up. Four and a half thousand people working in horse racing in Ireland. Does that sound right to you? So that would be horse racing or it might include stud farms and all that sort yeah, of stuff? Yeah, the whole activities of horse yeah, racing, stud yeah. farms and well, the whole that's thing. that's an enormous industry in this country. Always has been. Yeah. And gets, uh, I think it gets good tax breaks again. Um, but it, but the history, the Irish horse has always been 
a plus, like, you know, a sales feature of Ireland, I think, the horse. Yes, absolutely. It's it's part of our culture and our heritage, isn't it? And our yeah. image, and absolutely. The, the Queen, at 148 or however old she is, she still rides a horse every day. I find that hard to believe. No, true, she does. Okay. Do you never see her on a horse at the tubing and the colour, no? Um, not recently, no. I know she went in to give her Queen's speech today in a car. She didn't go on the horse and carriage. <laughs> Gambling and betting, 6,200 6, people. That's gone up over yeah. the last five years, but I think we could all see that. And listen, there seems to be no businesses going down, no? Well, there's an extra 200,000 people at work, so oh, I guess yeah, most industries yeah. will have gone up. No, sorry, so, to stop you in full flow. Is that 200,000 people since five years ago? Yeah. That's over the five years, yeah. Yeah. Um, Computer programming and consultancy and that industry, there's now almost 60,000 people working at that in Ireland. So anybody who's got kids in school, that's the growth industry. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, right? If you can't answer, you get the sack. If you looked at these kind of figures 50 years ago, I'm not asking you a question, I'm, I'm making a statement. There would be a huge number of industries 50 years ago which had high unemployment that no longer exist. For instance, like motor car assembly, for instance, 50 years ago. You had Fords and Cork, but but we assembled a lot of other cars as well. For instance, wouldn't that be so? Absolutely. Shoe manufacturing up in the dock. You had Blackthorn, I think. That's right. And clothing manufacturing and that whole thing. And of course, farming and the whole area of agriculture and, and that's all declined significantly. So, and all so we're now we're a service industry correct. economy. We've talked that's about the that point. before. Yeah. yeah. So more yeah. and more of us are sitting at our desks all day. That's why we need to cycle to work, you see, to stay fit. <laughs> yeah, but I think those figures are are really dramatic, showing every single thing like they've sort of talked about. People are not working in any kind of manufacturer anymore. That's the major change because the manufacturer has gone to China or mm-hmm. or wherever. But manufacturing, you know what I love to bring a social part to bear on the numbers? The, the reason manufacturing was good was if you were poorly educated, you could work with your hands per se. When you're talking about service industry jobs, you're assuming a higher level of education. And we are better educated and that also has to be a good thing, George. So more and more and more people are uh, being educated to third level in Ireland. That's the all over the census statistics there, the results. And if people were less well educated in the past and they did go to work with their hands, that suited that time. But now, like as an English speaking country in the developed world, you know, and as one of the forward looking economies, it's right and proper that we will be better educated and would move in, if you like, to those higher, if you like, socioeconomic group and higher social class industries and activities, I would think. Yes, no, you're right. But there's a wonderful book I would recommend to you for when you go on holidays. It's called Hillbilly Elegy. And it's written about the, 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 the loss of a whole group of people in America who are the undereducated, you know, that all the jobs that they used to have are now gone and they haven't adjusted to what you're talking about, the new service industries. Yeah, but then, I mean, this idea of reopening coal mines in America, I mean, it's hardly forward-looking. I mean, I'd say if you went to those people who are unemployed now, 
who spent 25 years in a coal mine and said, would you prefer to work in a new modern factory making solar panels? I'm sure that I'm sure they'd opt for the solar panels or, or making blades for wind turbines. So, you know, while those jobs are gone, you know, like, you know, progress, we have to move forward the whole time. <laughs> you know, we, so that, right. that's the well, way Well, I know what you're suggesting. They don't go down coal mines with a canary anymore. I get that. No, no. You know they, they used to go down with a canary? Of course. And then if the canary dropped dead, Time they had to get, to get out, out of there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Very good. Here's one. What about all these foreigners who are taking our jobs? We well, see, they're not taking our jobs at all anymore now, George. So we have uh, figures here that tell us 294,000 non-Irish nationals at work. That's what the census 294,000 at work? At work, working, yeah. Okay. They had an unemployment rate that was higher than that for Irish nationals. So the census told us the unemployment rate was 12.6%. It's a bit different to the official measure of unemployment. But again, it helps us to compare different areas and look at things like unemployment black spots. But anyway, non-Irish nationals had an unemployment rate of 15.4%, but so a bit higher. And then if but I look that's at... that's surprising. In the like, if you look at the traditions of like emigration, immigrants went somewhere to get a job. They didn't go somewhere to be unemployed. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I I hear what you're saying, but I mean you've got to re- recall that we're still coming out of of, of the yeah. economic recession, and these figures are a year old, and sure. so okay. unemployment's already down to to six and a half percent or something. So where's we- everybody out of work and on the dole? Okay, the unemployment black spots. Well, one of the beauties of the census is that we can look at areas and how we define an unemployment black spot is it's got to have at least 200 people at work. And then when the average for the whole country of unemployment was 12.6%, they had an unemployment rate of 27% or higher. 27? There's 89 unemployment black spots in Ireland. Go in. Uh, 79, did I say? Doesn't matter. 79. It's a lot. 18 in Limerick City and 9 in Waterford City. And in those unemployment black spots in Limerick City, the average unemployment rate was 35.7%. Well, you see, hold on now, this is really interesting. Again, the social sense, because we did the whole regeneration of Moy Ross and everything. We had the difficulties of unemployment. When you suddenly now, you're giving me a reason why... There's, there, there were problems in Limerick because there were black spots with huge unemployment, and up to 37%. Census after census after census tells us that the highest number of unemployment black spots are in uh, Limerick City. Uh, Waterford City, uh, nine unemployment black spots with an average unemployment rate of, of 31.5%. Dublin City, seven. And then, you know... It, the whole list is there. So we but, have a oh, list. Sorry, hold a while again. You know my I, my fascination with the figure three, right? Yep. You're talking about, in these black spots, one in every three people out of work. It's worse than that, George, because that's the average unemployment rate for the black spots in Limerick City. In John's A, which is an electoral division in Limerick City, the unemployment rate, according to the census, was 58.3%. But they, in the depths of the Great Recession in America of, of the 20s and 30s, you might not have had... I mean, well, you might have. They're figures reminiscent of the Great Depression. Yeah, and Longford has been badly impacted as well. So we know Longford was impacted by the recession, but, like... 
by the time the census was held last year in April, it was still struggling. So Longford Town, of the large towns in Ireland, Longford Town had the highest unemployment rate at 30.6%. But all the while, isn't there something wrong here that it takes you on a Wednesday to highlight this, that we're not reading about it in our newspapers every day. I would have thought, like, the TD for Limerick East, West, South or North, whatever it is, would be jumping up and down Dáil and looking for another plant. I think I think there has been a lot of coverage of this stuff. Okay. That's why it's so important. And I think there have been parliamentary questions about the unemployment rates in, in different parts of Ireland. So, again, what can I tell you? These statistics right. are important and they're used. Statistics don't lie, as they say. Statistics don't lie. Well, there you are. Every Wednesday, numbers to talk with my guest, the senior statistician at CSO. If you want further information, cso.ie. Sound engineer, the estimable Michael Quilligan. Team was Alex Russo, Kira Courtney, Peter Steers, and Mark Simpson. Coming up next, Moncrief.